Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the third episode of Inspire. Uh, today's guest hits close to home for me. He's actually a former player of mine. Uh, he's a PhD basketball alumni and a Fairfield, Connecticut resident. Uh, on the line today is Stephen Paolini. Hey, Steve, what's going on, bud? How you doing, Joe? I'm good. I'm good. You managing through this uh, being home? You know, hitting in the cage in the backyard. Yeah, yeah, not bad, not bad at all. Getting my uh, swings in, getting the lift every day, so running smooth for me. That's good. It's a good outlet too to get outside every day and not, yeah. not be stuck yeah, in the house. Bad. So, um, gonna give the listeners a quick background on your young career at this point. Um, Stephen was a 2017 honorable mention, uh, FCAC honorable mention in baseball. In 2018 and 19, he was an all FCAC baseball player. Uh, also in 2019, he was a 2000, uh, obviously 2019 all American. Also in 2019, Stephen was a dual sport athlete and he was an all FCAC basketball player, all while attending St. Joseph High School in Trumbull. Uh, 2019 in the spring, right before his semifinal baseball state semifinal baseball game, he was drafted in the fifth round by the Atlanta Braves. Uh, he decided to skip the college route and is currently in the farm system for the Atlanta Braves, pursuing his professional baseball career. Um, pretty cool stuff, Steve. Only being 19 years old, you, you know, probably a whirlwind the past 12 months, right? Yeah, crazy ride. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I'm going to kind of get in some questions here with you. Um, being a multi-sport athlete all through high school, you know, how did you manage everything from grades, family, the training for each sport and staying consistent with that? How that what did that entail uh, for you? Uh, like, to be honest with you, I think that I did better in, like, my sports. So, like, in terms of baseball, basketball, even grade-wise, grade I did better in school when I had like kind of this routine that I had in terms of like going to basketball practice going to baseball practice or even during basketball season after like practice game going to get some swings in the cage I kind of had like a mental like plan set out in my head that was that kind of like allowed me to like accomplish what I was trying to get done and I found that I, I honestly did better in school when I was playing sports, when I was when I had stuff going on, because I wasn't just sitting around watching TV, doing all of that kind of stuff. Because it's easy, it's easy to like fall into that trap when you got nothing to do. Like, let me just sit around and and just do nothing all day. Play, so play I think video I games. Easier. Play video games, easier. right? The screen time. Yeah. You know, it's funny, and you talking about that. I remember when I was coaching you. Um, your father had said to me, you know, he's an animal. He actually joined 24-hour fitness. And you were going to the gym almost late at yeah. night after your practices, after doing your homework, correct? Yeah, definitely. Of course. Because I just feel like at that time, um, I definitely felt like I had some, some like, in terms of baseball, I had more, like, gifted talent than, than a lot of people. But, like, the, the thing that... And I felt that I was stronger than a lot of people as well, but I felt that getting that extra edge in terms of being in the gym and lifting and getting even stronger just added that much more benefit. So that was like a high high priority of mine at the time. Yeah, to give you that athletic edge. Yeah. Um, now, what was your first reaction 
once and he probably answers a thousand times that you know I saw your interview before you know after your game that state semifinal yeah. game what was your first reaction once you received the phone call that you were just drafted in the fifth round by the Atlanta Braves it was hard because like it was literally 10 minutes before first pitch of the semifinal game in states so I get a uh my coach actually tells me in like the middle of the dugout so I go and like we we were in a, we were playing in a stadium at the time. So I'm like going underneath the stadium, calling my agent, like asking, so like, what are we doing? Like, what's the plan? Like all this. So like it was kind of like hard to get it all through. And then literally two minutes later, I'm out in center field, just like thinking about it. And we had lost in that same spot two years in a row prior to that, that same exact semifinal game. So it was kind of. I, I do think that it was beneficial because I'm in center field just, like, knowing that, like, I'm pretty much the man at this point in time. But, like, I kind of, like, went up to the plate, like, almost always with that that attitude. Like, I kind of, like, expected to get a hit every single time I was up. High, so, high, high expectations for yourself and, you know, kind of yeah. surreal that, you know, you're in center field and possibly your last high school baseball game. And then next yeah, time sure. you may be taking the field is going to be in a minor league stadium. So that's, yeah, you know, kind sure. of kind of picturing yourself that way uh, is the, a kid's dream. Um, yeah. Now, do you think you would have preferred to find out after the game so you could have focused on that game? You guys ended up winning that game anyway, so it worked out. Yeah. But would you maybe prefer to be told afterwards so that your mind was in the right mindset going in? Or what do you think? Um, Honestly, I don't think it, it would have made that big of a difference. Like, it was definitely cool knowing, like, having that feeling standing in center field and, like, just, like, having all these people kind of just, like, look at you. Like, like you're – it was cool. I, I wouldn't say it would have made that big of a difference because I was definitely focused in on the game and knew, knew that we had to win because, right. I mean, losing in the semifinals two years in a row is not – not a good feeling at all. Not the way, not not the way you want to go out on a senior. So <laughs> you know, then and, and that's part of being fresh athletes, having that mindset yeah. when it, when it's game time, your focus is in that game. You're in yeah. the moment. You got to let everything that's going on in your life around you kind of go away. And I think that's what's helped you become such a great athlete on the basketball court and on the you know baseball field. Um, now, running off that topic of being drafted, how was your transition? You know, you're literally center field, semifinal state baseball game, going to senior prom, and then, you know, weeks later, you're going to be playing professional baseball on the road, probably living in a hotel. Yeah. You know, what, what was that transition like for you? Um. So, honestly, like, the transition itself, I thought was was pretty smooth because, I mean, I had time to say goodbye to, like, all my friends and all that, um, family. But I honestly thought the transition was pretty smooth because, you got to understand, like, Connecticut baseball or even like Northeast baseball in general starts much later than like Florida or anywhere else in the country. So our season's ending a lot later than theirs. So like I'm kind of wrapping up baseball, like two week break, three week break, and then I'm getting right back into it. Whereas like some of these guys in Florida, their high school season ended like two months ago. And even like college guys, there's most college guys, unless they're playing in the college world series, like ended two months ago. Uh, So like I kind of, felt like I was still like warmed up like coming off of a season right into another one uh it honestly wasn't too hard for me but like because I feel like I got I was I was already like prepared to get in there that being said like it's a completely different game like balls that I'm hitting like 50 feet over the fence are now like 
like diving catches made like routinely for right. these guys. Like, yeah, you're you're all you're all professionals. Every everything is yeah, exactly. quicker. Everything is stronger. You know, myself. You know, when I made the transition from high school senior to college freshman at you know a Division one program, you know. You were the kid in high school throwing 90, 90 miles an hour, and then all of a sudden yeah. you get there, and there's a kid four inches shorter, and you throw in ninety four, and you're like, "How is this possible?" Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's kind of surreal. But going from high school to professional, teaming up with some guys three, four years older you that have the experience in you know the minor leagues, it's it's you know it's eye opening to say the yeah, least. Yeah, for, sure. for um, sure. Now, what were some you know in your first year playing? Um, you know, I know offline you and I, you know, grabbed lunch and we discussed how you were really hitting the ball well and how you're hitting the ball doesn't always reflect what your stats are like. So what were some of your biggest hurdles in your first year at being a professional baseball player? Um, yeah, I would say that's definitely like a big one in terms of like, I feel that I was hitting the ball so well in my first like 20, 30 at bats and just nothing was falling. It was, like, almost, like, diving catches, like, robbing home runs, like, left and right. Because, like, I'm not the only one that's a pro. Like, they're also pros in the field, right. too. So triples in the gap are, like, almost, like, like, there's a very high chance that a triple in the gap is going to turn into just, a like, a diving catch that's almost, like, routinely, routinely made. So I think that was a really big struggle of mine early on because it was just, like, frustrating how – you can get like a broken bat, like bunted, like or like swinging bunt, and like you're safe by like like three steps. And then I hit an absolute bomb, like off the fence, and these kids are making like ridiculous catches. So I think that was that was a big struggle of mine. The athletic, um, the athleticism of everyone, you know, it's yeah, you know, pr- probably first 20, 30 at bats. Wow, this is going to be really hard. You know, <laughs> I'm not used to this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think. I think the mental side of it's like a big thing as well because it's easy to fall into like a trap like that when you have a 50 game season in rookie ball, like 50, 60 game season where you're not playing every single day just because the roster is so big. So I'm playing like two out of three games as like, like that's a good amount of games played too compared to like what other kids get. So like, it's hard to like mentally stay in there when you're when you get into those slumps. Right, right, it's, and that's that's the mental aspect of grind. You know, you got to grind yeah. it out. It's exactly um, you know, and that's the part of it. So you know, only playing two or three, you know, high school player, you're playing every game, you're playing every inning. Yeah. Um, what was it like? You know, those days that you're in the dugout now with those guys, probably a lot of you know interesting conversations, but a good time for you to get to know your new teammates uh, in a way. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So. When the days that you're not playing are honestly like, so rook, you gotta understand in general, rookie ball is like they're throwing you through the ringer. Like you're up at like the crack of dawn, and this is mid Florida, like heat, summer heat. Um, like you're up like on the field by like seven thirty eight. That's if you don't have a lift in the morning. You have a full practice, full blown practice, and then a game at twelve o'clock in the midday. And sometimes if that game gets rained out, you'll have two games the next day at that same time. Right, right. I remember. So, look, I, I remember looking at your schedule, and it's like you really didn't have any days off. It was yeah. You know, you're at the field every single day. So like getting getting that like that kind of like day off sometimes is is a good feeling. Whereas like another like say you went like zero for four the game before and zero for four the game before, you're like shit. Like I need to get back in there like right now. So like it really like, it really depends, but. 
these guys are like you make friends quick there so it's like cool talking to all your boys like listening to what you have to say there's always that one guy who's just like oh you gotta do this you gotta do that like breaking down every part of your swing right. i think the coolest part though is like guys who get hurt in the mlb and triple and the and like those leagues come down to right. rookie ball to do their rehab training so like i'm hitting with like ender and Ciarte and like Dansby Swanson and all that. So like every guy who gets hurt is playing in our game. So it's pretty cool. No, that's that, that's that's awesome. Um, it's really cool experience, and I'm sure those guys got some great words of wisdom for you. And those yeah, those those are the guys you're probably a little more receptive to than the uh, the old player <laughs> coach sitting in the dugout with you. Um, you know, because they've been there, they've made it to the show, and you know, obviously, you know, Swanson's having a really good career up there with Atlanta, and you guys have you guys have built a really good farm system in Atlanta as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, bringing it all together, you know, back to yourself being a multi-sport athlete all growing up, I remember you down at, you know, Wakeman as a kid playing basketball, and I think that's when I first had a conversation with your dad about, hey, this kid needs to play more basketball, you know, and you were so into baseball at that point. Um, what advantages did you see in your athletics due to uh, yourself being a multi-sport athlete all the way through your senior year? And I know even senior year, you were a little hesitant to play basketball, Um you know, but yeah. you, you ended up pulling the trigger with it, and look, you, you went and made all FCAC, which is a you know for someone that was contemplating playing your senior year, that's, yeah. that's a pretty cool accomplishment. So, what do you think? You know, being a multi multi sport athlete helped. You know, how to help you get um, to where you are? Yeah, I think that being a multi multi sport athlete is is actually really important because like you you're not you're developing different types of uh, like strengths. So, like I would say, like being in baseball shape is completely different than being in in basketball shape obviously like the running is dramatically more in basketball like it's more like like cutting stuff like that whereas in baseball it's it's not much like even though like it's it you see a little bit in the outfield so i think that like it kind of like almost like prepares you well to be conditioned like that hopping into a baseball season i think that like just like training your athleticism, like advancing that is like important for for young kids. It, it, it's it's different muscle use. You know, I played. Yeah. I was a three sport athlete in high school. I played soccer. You know, wasn't the best. You know, I was a goalie. I had awful footwork. I could barely kick the ball. You know, but I was a big guy and I could dive and stop a ball. But I did a lot of that because I would run so much with the field players that I would go into basketball tryouts and be in better shape than some of the other guys that were just getting in there for tryouts yeah. and that stuck out. And then that even transitioned into, you know, my baseball season. Cause now as a pitcher, I'm running, you know, poles and going back and forth. And I, yeah. I was constantly in shape, which just helped the transition from sport to sport. Um, and I know, you know, myself knowing your high school basketball coach very well. Um, you know, he used to always compliment how you were always the first one in the gym and you were the last one to leave the gym working on your jump shot. And you yeah. were that way when you played with me. Like once, once you were into something, you were focused, and you were gonna make sure that if you were doing it, you were doing it 150 times, 150 percent of what you should be. And again, attributes to kind of where how you got to where you are today. Um, now, what inspiring words? If you were talking to yourself as a 10, 12 year old boy, what inspiring words would you tell yourself? Um, I would say that I think the thing that helped me most looking back now that I could have done better is like the fact that there's a time, like 
as a young kid, like you all have the potential to like be great, but you got to know how to, how to kind of like get there. And I think as a kid, like you, like, it's just like quantity, like of like swings, like quantity of shots you get up, which may be true, more so true for basketball than it is for baseball. But like, there's times when I realize now, like I'll take a swing and like, just pause for a second and realize like, like, this is what I did wrong or like, what difference I'm like actively thinking in my head, like what difference have I felt in this swing compared to another one? And I want to like, I write that down exactly like in my notes, like, all right, this worked well. Like this feels really good. Cause you will forget it. I mean, you're taking hundreds of swings a day. You're taking hundreds of basketball shots a day. Like you have to write down what feels right to you. What makes you feel best. And I think that, if a kid, if a kid is able to do that at a really young age, he has the potential to do some really good things. Just understanding his body. Right. So I think like take, take, the take. process of anyone wanting to be great. Like if you want to be great, you have the potential to. No, I think that's you know those are great words right there. If you want to be great, you always have the potential to do it because you're setting the goals for yourself. You're the one getting out there and doing it. You know, you can, you can exactly. do so many lessons, you can do so many practices, but if you're not doing things on an individual basis, you know, right now with the health epidemic, this is a huge opportunity for kids to be getting their individual workout in on their own. They're the only ones that are going to get themselves up and yeah. off the video games, out of bed to go and get that work in. So yeah. those are some, uh, you know, great words and, you know, obviously, you know, they, it, it will be rewarding in the end. So we're going to wrap things up here. Uh, I'm going to fire 10 one-answer questions at you. All right. hope you're ready for this. Um, you're, so kind of like a little fire situation here. What was your best Little League memory? I would say, I would say winning our 11th year uh, state championship. All right. Favorite food on the road? Favorite food on the road. The road is, does not have too many great choices at all in terms of this uh i would have to say probably just finding like a burger place or something because they pack us these sandwiches that are not too great at all that we dig on the bus yeah i'm sure i'm sure um all right best saint joe's basketball memory i would say trumbull game my senior year hitting uh three threes in a row at the top of the key because one, three-pointers aren't really my specialty. So I was going to say, you, nice. you, you, you never did that for me, so what changed? <laughs> um, favorite St. Joe's high school memory? Uh, baseball memory? Baseball memory? Yeah. Uh, definitely state championship, uh, senior year. And more specifically, I'd say like my first at-bat, lead-off home of that game. Awesome. Best memory. Awesome. Making a note, hey, I, hey, I'm that guy that just got drafted. Throw yeah. me that fastball. Yeah. Um, your, your, uh, your role model? Um, I wouldn't say I have like a specific role model because I'm trying to create almost like my individual self. But I mean, don't get me wrong. I've looked at multiple like people, like how they do things, like their swings, their characters, stuff like that. But I wouldn't say I have one specific, specific role model. Any mentor, any, any coach or anyone that really sticks out in your life? Um, I mean, obviously my parents has one just like outside of sports so yeah them uh i've had some like really good mentors in terms of like hitting wise dan hennigan really good hitting coach um a guy i worked with sean uh legions of doom like 
ridiculous um, like lifting movement mentor. So yeah, I'd say them. All right, awesome, awesome. All right, your first big purchase with your professional paycheck. Um, first big purchase. I honestly would have to say the first like real amount of money I spent in like the thousands was on a, a Louis Vuitton um, pocketbook for my mom. That was the most I spent at the time. Well, good answer. Good answer. I'm sure, you're, I'm sure your mom loved that one. Um, your biggest fear? Um, other than snakes, I would say, like, you, living in Florida, like, those snakes are dangerous. But other than that, like, I would say uh, almost, like, like not, like, li- living up, not, like, fulfilling my own personal like expectations not doing what i plan on doing all right all right now your first starstruck moment in the braves organization i would say walking onto the field so we got like a stadium stadium brand new and then we got like backfields where we normally played on so i would say first stadium night game when there was like thousands of people in the crowd Awesome. Just walking onto the field is like no other feeling. All right. Your best PhD memory. Best PhD memory. Um, I would say I don't think it was the Memphis Memphis tournament. It was a it was another it was another tournament where we there's a basketball court in the front and it wasn't even playing in, in the specific game, but just like hanging out with everyone when we had like those cookouts. I think like Gabe had one too many uh like energizer drinks and he's just going crazy like everyone's like everyone's going crazy so like something like that i would say yeah those trips were fun we did a lot of trips we went to memphis we went to virginia you know we you know yeah. few state yeah, champions I think it was virginia yeah I think it was virginia yeah where the we had the cookout and then the basketball court yeah. was right in the front yep yep yeah yep. Virginia, virginia down in hampton nationals i think we came in sixth that year yeah so it was something like that sixth yeah. or eighth um Awesome. Um, and now, last last one. What inspires you? What inspires? Um, I think just uh, like the potential to be great. Like I want it. Like I want it so bad that that's just like what drives me almost. Just inspires me because I'll walk. I think that was cool. Like I'd walk around like in spring training in the locker room and see like professional at like the MLB like top tier like like big league athlete i'm like wow like i'm really not that different from these guys like our bodies are similar like i think that's what inspires me they, they, they started somewhere and they started where you did you know yeah, and, exactly. and i think that's very cool to see you know walking in the locker room seeing freddie freeman down there and you know yeah. how big is that guy he's like six seven right yeah freddie's freddie's a big dude but that's the thing like like there are massive guys like that where you're like damn like that dude is a big guy and then there's other ones where it's like that dude is tiny like like Albie's our second baseman is tiny tiny and he uses the longest bet I've ever seen in my life he uses like a 35 and a half wow awesome answer Steve uh thank you for tuning in today um and getting on the phone with me I'm sure you got some swings to get up outside right now get him off and early in the morning um but thanks again for uh calling in and any sending uh words off to the kids I would just say, uh, like, perfect your craft. Work on your craft. Nothing, nothing more than that. Do what you love. <laughs> you are. That has been a common theme with all my guests this week. You said, "Do what you love." 
Um, so it's really kind of fun to get all you guys, different people in the sports world, uh, saying the exact same words. But, uh, you know, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, next time, once we get out of this, you know, I'll, I'll, let's get together. I'll buy you lunch again. But thanks again, Steve. Sure. Thank you, Jim. Wow, what a great conversation we just had with Stephen Paolini of the Atlanta Braves. Always fun connecting with one of my old players. Uh, kids, inspiring story right there. Dual sport athlete that had a tremendous work ethic. And the end result is he is now fulfilling one of his childhood dreams playing professional baseball. Thanks again for tuning in and be well. Take care.